Welcome everybody to the N Word from Nerd Quickie. Man, we have we've been putting out all the quickies. We have not done the show yet, but don't worry. Me and the Duke of all nerds have a lot of stamina. That's for the ladies. Uh, going into it. That's it's why it's a quickie because we have so much right. stamina. <laughs> right, right, right. You probably already read the title, so we're going to talk about Titans season three, first three episodes. But before we jump into that, let's introduce the other host, the original host. The man that I had when I when I thought of this show, he inspired me to make this show. We have the Duke of All Nerds, Jason Number A, as you know him. What's going on, Jason? I'm going great. Titans was the reason why I want to do this, so I can talk shit about things I love. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So for those that do not know, who you're about to know, Titans season three uh, debuted on HBO Max, and I, maybe somewhere else, but I'm not quite sure. But let's go with HBO Max. I think and... it's only on HBO Max at this point. Right, right. Because I mean, but yeah, DC Universe merged with HBO Max. So you are correct. Uh, so yeah, so we, yeah, they split off their comic book stuff and the live action stuff into two different apps. Right, absolutely. So yeah, so basically, got Titan season three jumping off, and we decided to come here and have some conversations about it. So <laughs> let's start with a beginning point, and then we're going to move to season three. The beginning point we're going to say here is this is no spoilers. We're going to start off with no spoilers, but Jason. What was your attitude about Titans up until season three? All right. My attitude about Titans, I was really, really excited for Titans when I heard it was coming out because Teen Titans are my favorite supergroup because it has my favorite superheroes. Glad Jared's not here to fucking make fun of me. I love Robin. Robin normally either in any iteration runs the Titans. And like that's where I got into like comic books was reading Teen Titans as a young college uh, student so i was really excited about it and the first season it had its flaws but it was still like entertaining enough and then when they came to the second season they shat the bed <laughs> <laughs> so like i have a love hate with this relation with this show because i love it because it's the titans and i love the titans but and sometimes the show is really really gets it good but most of the time it's just you know it's like a monkey on a typewriter. They're just cramming their feces into the typewriter and saying it's <laughs> it's a story. <laughs> so that was my impression coming into season three is that it was that I was going to be hurt more than I was going to be, uh, you know, pleased. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. When I found out they were making a Titans live action series, I jumped for joy. I was excited. I, I had all the feels. I'm like, yes, we're getting Titans. And anybody is funny enough, like how you feel about Tim Drake, it's kind of how I feel about Dick Grayson. Not my yeah. number one favorite, but he in DC, he's my number two. I'm a Superman guy first. The he's Dick Grayson there. is close. Yeah, he's right on Superman's heels for me. Uh as Nightwing and as the original Robin. And so I was like, Yes, we're getting this. And then I saw the photos of Starfire being black, and I'm like, Oh, that's a great choice. Great. This she was always like, coded to black to, as black to me. I was like, That's right. a black girl, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. even though she's orange, <laughs> right? So I was here for it, and so yes, I'm with you. I, and so I think we differ on is that I enjoy season two a bit more than I enjoy season one. I know season two has the most flaws and the, the leaps yes. and logic are crazy in it, but I did like, um, again. The main villain in there because we're trying to be spoiler free here for people who haven't seen it. Uh, but I did like the main villain in season two, where season one, and which I found out later on, is that I think they thought season one wasn't they weren't going to complete the season and well, they, they rushed the end of it. They did rush, they didn't even complete the season. The season one doesn't even end until the beginning of season two. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, right. And one of the the, the worst things about season one is like they for the first three episodes, rather than telling us a story about the Teen Titans, they're trying to set up two different other shows for um, the DC Unlimited that is now defunct. So the first three episodes are like trying to set up other shows other than the show that we're trying to watch, which is really disappointing. It makes it really, really feel slow. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah, So, I, but I did enjoy season two because of the villain there. So for season three, I will admit, because I was on the fence about watching it. I was going to be like, hey, look, it, it, I, may not have, I may not be able to do it. So what actually helped me is that I read that HBO Max did give it a way bigger and better budget. And once I found that, I said, okay, good, I'm in. And the reason why I said that is because anybody who's watched Superman and Lois, because that is made by eight the HBO Max people, not by the CW normal people, Superman and Lois is really good. And I was like, okay, good. Maybe season three are corrected. So with that being said, we're going to jump into our non-spoiler review of the first three episodes of season three. And then after that, we're going to jump into spoilers because I think the spoiler part is what... I'm excited to talk about because we have a lot of things we got to chop up when it comes yeah. to spoiler side of it. But um, Jason, so non-spoiler, I guess to catch everybody up with season three, a synopsis really quick. Season three picks up a little bit after, I guess, season two. I think it's like Teen three Titans. or four months after season two ends. Right. The Teen Titans are fully into their Teen Titan-ness and they're actually almost looks like they're local celebrities and they're taking interviews, etc. Well, Jason Todd's story, if anybody knows the books, kind of follows a similar thing to Jason's side story. And then all of a sudden we get the appearance of a person as Red Hood. And now the Titans have to deal with this person as Red Hood. I don't know how much people know about that, so I'm just going to leave it there. So, mm-hmm. Jason, what is your first? Three, what is your thoughts on the first three episodes of Titans Season 3? Well, definitely the money. they You can tell they put more money into this show. Um, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, gripes I had about the previous two seasons was that for a show about superheroes, especially a superhero who's a martial artist, you know, their fight scenes were garbage. They were completely terrible. They were dimly shot. You couldn't see what was going on. It was so bad. And in this one, in the especially in the first episode, uh, you know, it's actually uh passable. It's a it's CW levels of of a fight scene, but like at least you can see what's going on, and there are actually are some really cool moments in it. So at first I was pretty uh pretty excited that the that uh, you know that budget was going to good use. Um, after seeing all three episodes, I'm intrigued to see what's going on for the rest of the season. I really want to watch what the rest of the season, but as I said with the last two ep- last two seasons, it has hurt me so much to get to this point. <laughs> like I I think it's going to be good, but I know that I'm just going to be let down again. So I I'm optimistic that it might be good, but I am definitely um guarding myself knowing that it's going to be more and more letdowns. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so here's my thing. I, I want to first want to say I like the first three episodes. And I'm gonna tell you what made me start liking it because me, I, Jason, Jason was the Duke was texting while he was watching it. We watched it at different times. And then I later on started watching it. And I was texting and like I was trashing it and he <laughs> It, it seems like the Duke started trashing it and started at the end upticking to be some positivity. Yeah, I, I was, was going better. A lot. <laughs> right. I was trashing it a lot. And then it was at one point in the, the which we'll talk about as spoilers, where a scene with a huge character in a DC comic universe makes a comment to Dick Grayson. And then from that point, I go, you know what? 
everything I know about these characters and the history of these storylines, I have to let go of. And I have to just say that they're trying to at least hopefully keep the essence of the characters, but the world around them is going to be completely different than everything else. I will show you a bad example of this is, to a degree, is Gotham. Gotham yeah. sometimes forgot the essence of these characters, but the world around it was different. But because you knew who these characters were eventually going to be, you kept chugging through there to kind of stay in, to stay involved. This one here, I think, is completely, utterly okay. We have a little bit of the essence of them. After the essence of them, we we good here. We we not doing no more work with it. Whatever you knew about this character ain't gonna be what's gonna be true about him anymore. However you feel about this character and what you loved about him the most. Maybe the attitude stays, but the ability, the, the storylines that built that attitude are not going to be anywhere close to this show. And so like, for me, like a lot of the casting wise in the show, like who they got to play these characters, I think is good for the most part. Mm -hmm. A lot of the actors are really, really good in the roles that they're playing. It's just that you, as you said, like they don't know what the characters they're dealing with. And they're just like only giving us like the Pepsi diet light version of it. Absolutely. So once I got in my mind that it was like, okay, this is going to be a little bit off. I need to take it as what it is. And, and my mindset was don't think about, well, that character wouldn't do that. Think would that character do that in this universe? And once you start, I know this is a hard stretch for a lot of people, but once you start <laughs> thinking about it that way, being real, all of it starts making more sense. Now you go, oh, oh okay. Because this character shown is consistently for two seasons. Yes, they should do this. Instead of me thinking that like, say, a Nightwing is going to become the Nightwing that I know and expect, the great leader. The, we know, you know blah, blah, blah. Nah, he's he for two seasons has been the a terrible leader. guy who likes to do quips. Right. He's basically the Batman equivalent of Spider Man. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> who, not going to be that who's guy. Who's joking and, and jovial and, and likable. Yes. He's going have... to be Toby Maguire Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, Spider Man Tom Holland. Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So once I got that, I realized, but so I liked, I did enjoy it. I do like some of the creative choices, which we're going to get into in the spoiler part. I do love the creative choices they made in this. Like, if you're going Me to too. make this not tied to the things that we're used to, then you need to be creative as hell and go all out. I just hope they don't waste the creativity that they're putting into these different looks of characters, which I think oh, the character we're going to talk about, I feel like they're <laughs> wasting already. Yeah, they're already wasting them already, but I'm, I'm holding out hope, fingers crossed here. So, um, I would tell, I'm going to keep watching. I would tell people, if you've already invested two seasons, keep watching. If you think this is going to be the entry level for you, probably don't worry about it and wait till, if once everything is done, maybe watch the whole thing because it maybe only will last like four or five seasons at the end of the day. So watch the whole thing. But if you already invested like we are, I think I, I would say thumbs up, keep going forward. In fact, if you aren't invested, if you haven't watched any of it, I suggest go ahead and watch it so I have someone else to talk to about this bullshit. <laughs> Misery Loves Company. Go ahead and watch it. It's great. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, man. So you know where Jason's coming from. All right, guys. Everybody, we're at 11, 15, 16. If I edit this, it may actually be a lot shorter than that. But the point is we're getting to the spoiler portion of the show. The spoiler portion of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you spoilers. do not spoilers <laughs> on Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3, you need to pause it, turn it off, go somewhere, watch it, then come back, whatever you want to do. But please come back, though. We yeah. got to always remember, come back and finish us <laughs> to the review. Uh, and if you haven't, before you cut us off, make sure you like and subscribe. Maybe comment to say, hey, just listen to this non-spoiler portion. I'm going to go look at it, comment, do something for us, and then we you can come tune back in. So if, Jason, if you want to give us the five-second countdown before we jump into spoilers. Five, 
four, three, two, one. Fuck you if you haven't learned. <laughs> Don't learn. <laughs> and we're on. All right, we're going great and great into spoilers. So let's start on off with Jason. What do you, from we talked about if you liked it or did not like it? What I'm going to I'm going to make this very poignant. What is your favorite creative decision they've made with season three? Oh, over the other season so far. Tim Drake is black and Asian. That yes, is sir. my favorite creative decision. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a Tim Drake fan. Like, as I've said before, I love, love, love Tim Drake. Black and Asian. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm all for it. Hey, and they can even throw in the fact that he's bisexual too. Uh, I'm all for it. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the number one thing that I just, I screamed out loud. I was like, that, that's Tim Drake. That, that's Tim Drake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, it's not my most creative one. I, I have a different one. I think it's more creative. But I would say when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is dope." And look, and I know we're, we. I'm gonna jump in. This. So this is the this is the N word for nerd show. This, is, yeah, this show was incarnated book. initially for blackness. You know, token Jaren is a token because we need to do affirmative action. So, but let's be. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. He's a diversity hire. Yeah, if you're going to give me an athletic, super intelligent, where the, the, the greatest detective in the world himself said that only because of his age, if it were not because of his age, he would be the greatest detective on the earth. So Batman himself said that Tim Drake would be smarter than him eventually. You get athletic age, the ability to fight, problem solve. I'm sorry. What better combination than black and Asian can you get to do all those things and be successful in it? I'm just going to call it. I'm just going to call it. And, it is. And it also is. doesn't make sense to me that Gotham is a a, a very like Oakland s city, a very Detroit s city, and all he can find are white orphans. Like, get the fuck out of here! Like, they would all be <laughs> they would all be people of color. Let's just get that out of the way. Like, absolutely. If, you're, if your city is that shitty, like there's a ton of of, of orphans you could choose from, and they're all going to be black. Maybe you might find that one Eminem from from Eight Mile. <laughs> right. Right. Um, they, but the scene, the opening scene with him, how they set up, they already put into it. Hey, this character's intelligent. This yeah. character's street smart. This character gets it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. Like, even though it was just only one scene, they like they nailed it like almost on the head. And which is yeah. one of the things I like about this show is like when they get it right, they get it right. So when they Absolutely. get it wrong, they get it so fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, who are you telling? Who are you telling? Uh, but they nailed that. Um, my creative choice, I think. The most creative choice I think they did on this one is you found the way, and you mentioned it, and once you mentioned it, it kind of twisted it. You found the way to tell a Batman story, because the Red Hood is a Batman story. Batman story. But I feel like the way they're trending it, they're converting it to a Titan story, and I think it works in the removal of Batman. Him like, hey, be a better Batman than me, and leaving the throne. Yeah, <laughs> I think it works, because you know what? We and you talked about it. I hate Damian Wayne, and we can talk about that for another show, but <laughs> I would love to see a Dick Grayson Batman with a Tim Drake Robin and then run like you know, especially the Tim Drake they're setting up here. I would effing love that. Like, that would be a great combination. Just do a spinoff series with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the fact that we talked about characterizations, Batman would never just quit up and leave Gotham. And I know no, Garth doesn't think never. he really left left, but the point that they put that in there made me think that was the scene I talked about where I said, Oh, this isn't what we're used to from this universe of people. They still kept Batman's commitment to fighting crime. They still kept Batman's ability to say that he'll do this at any cost except for death and shooting. But here's the twist on Titans is that Batman's almost kind of sociopathic here because Yeah, he's terrible. He's the, the he's the dark knight yeah. Batman, I guess. I guess yes. they're like they're like, Oh, Frank Miller knows what he's talking about. No, Frank Miller does not know the fuck he's talking about. Absolutely. And this Batman, oh well. 
I it's they never showed it on cam- on camera, so therefore, in my mind, it didn't really happen. But this Batman has supposedly had killed the Joker after the Joker had killed Tim Drake. I mean, not Tim Drake, right. but Jason Todd. And I'm like, that would never fly. Like, in fact, yeah. this Batman has gone through like in this universe, have gone through like several you know deaths. Like Alfred has died, uh, Gordon has died. Yeah. Um, Barbara Gordon lost a leg because the actress that they have for playing has uh, is uh, is an amputee. I guess I didn't like look into her full entire backstory, but she is she only has one leg. So like a lot of shit has already happened, and like you know this is the one that that pushes him over. <laughs> like you're asking, right, right. I think is the one that drives you insane, right? And, and and I looked at that, and so again I looked at a lot of those situations that this isn't the Batman we're used to, and also besides that, like. Outside all the Robins that Batman has ever taken on, it's always been a happenstance taking on a Robin. It's never been a recruitment yeah. plot. And we'll get to the recruitment thing a little later. We'll dive into that. But once all that came played out, I said, Oh, this isn't the Batman, this isn't the Bruce Wayne that we're talking about that we know. This is some alternate reality version because this, I guess, the series is going to be more, more built for Dick to be the, the guy. Yeah, and you can't be the guy if you have that bat flying over your head that everybody including all of us will be like well maybe not me and you specifically but for the average viewer it's going to be like well why don't you just call batman to help him or why don't you just tell batman or use batman's money like everybody will have that argument it's like the why don't you just get the eagles to fly the ring to the volcano thing they can't because they've been spotted and shot down come on guys (laughs) we we, we understand this because we get it but the the viewing public will say things like that and go why don't you just get batman he is the greatest detective why don't he just and it's like no but this is the way they can move him out the way and make the spotlight for Dick. So that was my thought. It was the best creative decision because now we can get rid of all this. We spent three, two seasons with Dick with Batman trauma. Now we finally can remove all of that. And now, now I hate to say it. Now Dick can invoke trauma on these other kids. <laughs> that's yeah. what it seems well, to be. Well, apparently already now. has in the last season. He was already <laughs> invoking trauma on these kids. They all freaking <laughs> gave up on him because he he lied about. I don't even remember because they all were inculpable in uh, Jericho's death. They all were like, "Yeah, let's use Jericho." And then, like, he, he got him killed, and he was like, oh, I, you said that uh, Slade killed him. It's like, well, technically Slade did kill him. <laughs> I was right. just there. Right. Was, like, and they were mad at him for that? Like, y'all all used that kid. Like, every last one of y'all used that kid. Once like, again, very bad plot plots in season oh, two. Just, again, I just enjoyed the villain. All right, so that's a creative choice. Let's go to, yes, Barbara Gordon. We brought her up, uh, amputee in here. Your thoughts on Barbara Gordon, just fully fleshed, let it all out. She is probably the weakest character next to the chick that they've gotten to play Rachel uh, Raven. Uh, she is supposed to be the uh, Gotham commi- uh, City, you know, police commissioner now after her father has died because he was killed by Mister Freeze. Uh, and she is like, she's the worst. <laughs> yeah. She's sitting there yeah. like having like people who aren't police officers be insubordinate to her in front of her, all of her her police officers. She's sitting there letting the Teen Titans just do whatever they want. Like, and she's like, oh, I can't go out and lend for you, but I guess you can do it. And she's just like, she's not the Barbara Gordon that we know and love in the comic books, who is, you know, a capable, even when she is not physically capable, she is mentally capable as well to take on bad guys and take on the role of, of protecting Gotham. And this person that they have in with the name of Barton, Barbara Gordon is not, is not the person that they need. Though I, it is an inspired choice to have someone with a uh, physical difference to play Barbara Gordon, because that is pretty cool. But 
they they yeah. wrote her they did her dirty look look i will i'm with her with you because and i think i even texted like they're only using Barbara Gordon as a jump off to have like Dick do whatever the hell he wants to do, and yeah. they give a reasoning. Like one that what bothers me is that if you're going to put her in the wheelchair and you'll have her be an amputee, forget all the amputees. Let's just say you're going to put her in the wheelchair. Every single comic book fan is going to initially think what Oracle, Oracle, exactly. Oracle was probably the most proficient, intelligent person in the DC universe, especially behind a computer with her ability. Like so. Once you give us that image, that's the first thing we jump to, and you make her almost immediately the dumbest character in the whole show. <laughs> in the whole show, yeah, uh. and that takes a lot. If you watch season one and two, that takes a lot <laughs> to make her the dumbest character. So that bothered me. The second thing that bothered me is how in the hell, if you're going to do her as the amputee, which I think again is a very inspired and courageous choice, if you're going to do this, like you have to almost make her much more like you have to make yeah. her so capable that you can say oh this is like you said this is why all these people will follow this woman in a wheelchair because for me the only reason i think people are following her is because they either respect her dad or like they're like well she in a wheelchair we feel bad we gave yeah, we, we gave her this little gold star to make her think she was commissioner but like because <laughs> it's no nobody could watch this show and go she's the leader of men really so, like, especially like arms <laughs> There's this one scene where Starfire goes in the GP into the police station to ask, you know, um, something for uh, a request of Barbara Gordon, and she literally says in like front of the whole entire room, "I'm not asking. This is not a. This is not. I'm not asking. I'm basically. I'm telling you to do this for me." Right. And it's like you're going to tell the fucking police commissioner of a major American city, and to to that she has no choice but to do this for you, even though you're just a celebrity <laughs> superhero. Like in front of all her people, like, right. and she's just gonna be like, okay, and we'll like, no, <laughs> like, you can't do that. Nah, it, it don't go down like that, right? Right? No, it, it, they they definitely I hate to say the word when I say they handicapped her, but they they literally handicapped the character, and it, it makes it suck because we all know for other people who are Barbara Gordon fans or Batgirl fans, we know how integral she is to the Bat family, yeah. and you basically made her a non factor at all. I she becomes enjoy... even more important after she loses her ability to walk than she ever was Absolutely. as Batgirl as Oracle. She becomes Absolutely. like a linchpin. And it's like like you have none of that on the screen. You have none of that like importance, that that intelligence on the screen. And it's just like, oh god, you messed up so bad in, in a show that when when they fuck up, they they just drop the ball and it just falls a thousand feet. <laughs> Where was I the only one? And I know this is going to be a real deep cut here for people who enjoy this stuff. Was I the only one when they were doing the, I call it the fireside chat, where it's Dick, Barbara, and Bruce, and they're talking and they get into how her father died and all that. Was I the only one begging for a Birds of Prey esque flashback scene to see <laughs> Mister Freeze take out Jim? Like, was it just me? I was like, I actually <laughs> want to see this more than this. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's kind of a, a bullshit way for. Commissioner Gordon to go out though, <laughs> like he had a, a heart, heart attack because Mr. Freeze froze him. Like, like he could have got shot in the line of duty, you know, protecting children or something. Not a heart attack because Mr. Freeze, a man in a refrigerator suit, as she said, <laughs> froze him to death. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, Mr. Freeze. I know his name. Like, what are we talking about? Like, all right, all right. Uh, but again, I, I for like the like the back how she mad at Batman character. for that? Like, he would have been a target no matter what. <laughs> Who knows? Again, we talked about the ineptitude of Barbara Gordon in this one. Um, 
going further into it, we gonna we talk about it. Batman recruiting other Robins, and I know that was a Easter egg for people because people more dominantly people saw the Carrie Kelly thing, which is and a Duke lot of Thomas. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get, I was gonna get there, but most people don't know Duke Town. Like, let's be completely honest. Yeah, yeah that and even honest. Stephanie Brown is even a deep cut when she was near the end of it too. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? The, the, the Easter eggs they put in it, but also too, like, do you think we're gonna get? Uh, was it? Well, I think in the books they called it Robin Group or Robin. Uh, we are Robin. Like was, yeah, yeah, we that's are Robin. Was, with it. Yep. Um, that would be cool if they did a spinoff of that. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, I would hope a whole other team of writers and directors and producers would do it. <laughs> yes, please. Someone who actually cares about the source material. I thought it was cool that they they made that Easter egg because you know normally in any sort of live action production of any sort of Batman story, they kind of just fuck over Robin to begin with, and let alone like any of like their you know ancillary characters. So I thought that part of him seeing it was pretty cool. The fact that Bruce Wayne was pick, trying to pick another Robin out was kind of um, stupid. <laughs> right. It's not like he recruits Robins. It's the fact that he finds, you know, troubled youth who have, like, a path that either going to go really bad or if he can intervene and, like, change, change them, then he can, like, steer them in a, in a better direction. And it's only because of their bullheadedness of wanting to be Robin is the reason why they are Robin. You know, and it's it's not like he's going looking out. Well, well, that kid can do a cool black backflip, so I guess he could be Robin. Like, no, like that's not what Batman does. Right. Like, unless you're Frank Miller, then yeah, fuck it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like I said, in that moment with that, with him giving up the Batman thing, in that moment, maybe realize this isn't the Bruce Wayne we're used to. Because you're just right, every single Robin, and we can go through it. Dick Grayson lost his his, his parents. He Bruce Wayne took him in because he was an orphan. Dick found out he was Batman, and like you said, he persistently hounded him to want to be his sidekick. And then we go to Jason Todd was still in tires off the Batmobile, and he had a bad, you know, fuck. Oh I think my. his parents would have done. Yeah, yeah, his parents are drug dealers and and murderers and things. And I mean, that's the reason why Jason Todd was even was even killed. It's not because he ran off to go confront the Joker. His mother lured him into a, <laughs> the bad situation. He yeah. didn't defy Batman. He was going after his mother, and then. So we can get into the whole Red Hood thing in just a second, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that they, they, they characterize Batman as someone who actively recruits children, I mean, like, the, the whole thing that, that, at least for me, was, you know, these children weren't actively recruited by Batman, they were just guided to him, and that's what they wanted to do, so it was their Absolutely. choice to be a part of this, rather than him, like, forcing kids to fight as child soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and he but, had four candidates. What he was going to do, grab all four, put them in a, the, the dungeon and be like, hey, whoever walks out alive, you become yeah. the next Robin. Like, whoever what? lives gets to be Robin. <laughs> right. and but then, also but in that the scene, the, the the worst part about it for that scene was like, Bruce Wayne begged Dick to be Robin again. I'm like, that killed it for yeah. me. Like, I liked Ian Glenn as Bruce Wayne up until mm-hmm. that point where he's like, you can be Robin again. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That He would never do that. Like, right. Well, here's the crazy part. They they hit on something that me and you both probably appreciate. They executed it so poorly. The thing that I think I appreciated is that we know in the, the comics and kind of throughout history, Batman understands he needs a Robin because that's his balancing thing. Yeah. Batman will never, ever tell any Robin that he, that needs, he needs a Robin to. as his balancing. But he understands he needs a Robin. So I thought that was cool that he understood he needed a Robin. I thought, like you said, it was terrible because 
Bruce's pride is so heavy, he would never admit to anybody that he needs anybody, let alone a Robin who's probably a kid. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's insane. <laughs> and I mean, like that part was just so disappointing. But the whole setup for this whole thing, that's going to the Red Hood, the Under the Red Hood story, is mm-hmm. is very disappointing to me because for me, like the Red Hood is not. They pretty much go from Jason Todd being alive and Robin to him being Red Hood in like an episode. <laughs> right, right. And in real life, that took 15 years before they brought Jason Todd back. You know, there's time for Batman to brood over Jason Todd being dead. There's time for, you know, him to not want another Robin, even though, you know, Tim Drake was like, you need a Robin because you're becoming, you know, unstable, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, and then when they finally brought him back and they finally realized like that, you know, Jason Todd wasn't mad at him for, for getting killed. He was mad at him for not killing the Joker and not, you know, taking the psychopath off the street. You know, that it was a, a moment of catharsis for Batman. It's like, you know, this is the, the mission. This is what we were training for. And, and, you know, it took time to build that up. And this one, very first scene. And by the end of the episode, Jason Todd is a Red Hood. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it they... Like, like all things in this show, it lacked a little bit of uh, the character development and the storylines that lead to it, which is kind of crazy because this usually gets a 10, 13 episode run. That's an easy, that's enough time. Where are there enough time to develop and pace this thing out? I mean, you could have even had a paint by monster, big bad crime of the day situation going on for a couple of weeks, like up until episode five. And then yeah. slowly realize that these people are committing these crimes under a guise of someone else. Like, you could have had an easy way to, let's be real, dump out all the fucking Batman, Arkham villains you can find that are the B and C list characters, you know, Calendar Man and Clock, all these Clock King, and you could have dumped them all out in this run where the Titans are building up this team chemistry and camaraderie by busting these crimes and realizing that maybe by the third person, or episode three, they go, hey, look, Every time we leave these crimes, like this piece is left or this clue is left. And they're starting to realize that, oh, someone's running these people to do this. And then we could have eventually fleshed out by episode five. That is Red Hood. Then by episode 10, it's Jason Todd. And then for the yeah. last two episodes, you have that showdown of the ide- or the last three, the showdown of the ideologies of why Jason's changed and why he feels the way he feels and where Bruce and where, because I know we're going more of a dick, you know, Grayson centric feel on it, how the Titans help make this and develop this change and why he's not really almost against them, but almost as if just stay out of my way because this is how I'm going to handle business now kind of attitude. But nope, instead we got three episodes and pretty much gave it all to us. So let's jump into, I guess the big is reveal or happening in all these three episodes. Is he done? Is he dead? They killed, they killed Hawk. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure if you think officially we're saying he's dead. You think he's no, there's no way he's alive. They blew his ass up. He is dead. They killed him. He is gone. Like, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, the Superboy was he was he got an explosion. He didn't help him out or nothing. He was obliterated, which is also not something that even Red Hood Jason Todd would do. (laughs) Right, 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 right. He wouldn't go after the hero here. Yeah. he would fight them. He would fuck them up, but he wouldn't blow them up and oh, and set them. It, the show is kind of making it seem, and like Hawk was one of my favorite ones, even though he was uh, wishy-washy in character motivations. He was still mm-hmm. a fun character to watch. 
but like I don't know. I I think there's. I'm hoping there's something else going on here where he's either brainwashed or whatever because his total. He's. I mean, like there was not enough time for him to to form another uh, ideology from being Robin to Red Hood. He was literally like dead one day and Red Hood the next day, and now he's right. killing people and killing his friends. And Hawk was even kind of like nice to him in the last season. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they were kind of like was. the same character. They're both hothead, brash. You know, I'm gonna fuck these people up, kind of dudes. And he, 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 and Hawk went out of his way to be like, "Yo, let's, uh, you know, let's just squash this." And I'm coming to talk to him, and he plants a bomb in his chest and blows his ass up, and gets fucking Don to do it. Like, yeah, that that was cold blooded. That that was that that was hardcore right there. That, and I'm with you. Like it, it, the the what bothers me with it is yes, the one that Jason Todd is like. Now, if Jason Todd were to to attempt to kill a hero. It will probably be in the way of them getting in the way of him trying to kill a villain. Yeah. Not him just killing them to kill him. But the other part of it is, yeah, they're kind of setting it up to be like, well, Jason wasn't as smart. So he got to be getting the, the levers pulled by somebody else. And if the reveal is that it is Scarecrow, that is going to be like, it's going to make me almost make me quit the show. I'm just going to call it what it is. Yeah. Because it, it's almost it as if that's going to be the thing is that it's, he's been fear toxin or even, even like, I think even like, Maybe even Bruce Wayne and both Jason were both fear toxin by the scarecrow, and he's controlling it. Because even the Bruce, as I said, the Bruce Wayne characterization is off. Jason Todd's characterization is off. Like even from what they gave us in previous seasons, and it's just mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel right that they've been doing this sort of like thing in such a quick manner. That it has to be another reason behind it. And if there isn't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Or just like I know they're trying to do this Silence of the Lambs thing with Dick and you know with Doctor Crane, and I'm just like that. Like one, it already kind of blew my mind when it's like, oh yeah, Bruce used to go to him all the time for advice. What the greatest, the world's greatest detective is like having to figure out criminal profiles from what are we talking about? From like Scarecrow of all people, like you could have right, gone to Harley right. Quinn for be- <laughs> like had a better time, <laughs> right? Or even uh, um, what's the name? Hugo Strange, like, yeah. <laughs> But okay, all right, we'll go. He's with gonna it go to a again. villain. Go to a villain that actually has like, yeah, th- th- a PhD in psychology. <laughs> Once again, I get it. That, this is this is not our Batman. I guess if that's the hashtag, this is not our Batman. This is definitely it right here. But yeah, so you do that. But it, it just, I thought that was dope with the whole making Don pull the trigger. I wish it just was a better villain that made her do that. Yes, the guy that they're trying to save. Um, also too uncharacteristic for Dove to be the one that's like, I'm going to pull the trigger and shoot this kid. And why exactly. would Dick just say, hey, Superboy is right now about to have a cure. Like, like where is that communication? Like, And then I guess you probably have her comments in because she was doing something real shady. But it's like all things. How can we just get and say like, hey, look, don't do this. Like, you know, like, I don't get it. I, I didn't get the scene. I didn't get what they were trying to do. The only thing I got out of it was that you probably do that something else he had to do on his contract, paying a movie or some other show to film, and they needed to get him the hell up out of there. That's what I got. <laughs> he had Blue Mountain State season three to <laughs> shoot or something. I don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it just, for me, it just seems like, firstly, Don is irredeemable because she started, she wanted to murder Jason. Like, yep. And by doing so, she murdered Hank. And then Jason is irredeemable because he literally like set it up to have a friend murder her lover. Like yep. so, like there's no coming back from that. And I'm like, 
And maybe if there's some sort of mind control coming on, going on, then I guess but that, like that would be the the cheapest way out. But the only way I, I could see where they're like, okay, Jason, you're you can be the Red Hood and be a good guy now again. But after that, like, no, like, put that dude in prison and let, let, throw away the key. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, the and because they haven't introduced, the only thing I could think of is that they go, oh well. He got a Lazarus pit and he's came back insane. But you have to explain how that all happened like in three days. Yeah. He flies to the Lazarus pit, get in the pool, get out, and then get all the way back across the country and then start doing this red hood. They even make they even make reference to that in the show that it was like they couldn't he couldn't have gone to a Lazarus pit and this quickly. Right, 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 right. (laughs) But I feel like they're like, oh, it was one in Gotham City. We didn't know about it. I don't know. I I mean, there is actually one in Gotham City, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um. That's how the Joker think, came back after he cut off his face. It was, it was yeah, thing. yeah. We, you know, because of comic books, as I like to yeah, say. Comic books. <laughs> when, they, when things get real weird, like because of comic books. <laughs> um, and I think the last thing I wonder, I think we hit this, and then I think the last thing I had on my list to hit on was do you think <laughs> and I think this is a low blow because I already know how you feel about this, but I'm gonna let the audience hear it too. Do you think this show just completely should just cut out the whole Donna Troy and Raven storyline altogether? Altogether. Just keep moving forward. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to, yeah, they should cut all that shit altogether because she's the worst character. She's just so bad at acting that just like, this is, you talk about this not being Batman or this not being Jason Todd. This young woman could not, is not Raven at all in, in any sense of, of the word. of the Like, not even the same power set. It's just so bad. But I guess they're trying to say, they're trying to set up the fact that since Jason was brought back to life, even though like his body was hidden or whatever, that they could use whatever technique was to bring him back that brought him back to bring back, back Donna, and it's, no, just don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. She, she could just stay dead, but she's in all the posters, so I guess she's not because I guess they already spoiled it. They're gonna bring her back. Yeah. So uh, I. I <laughs> I'm not as hard on the Raven. No, she's a terrible actress. I mean, and maybe just how they write her, how they do it. I haven't ever seen her anything else, so I can't speak to how her acting is. But in this show, she's not very good. And even to go as far to say, besides just her not being as good in this show, I feel like all the scenes with her slow down the show. That's probably my biggest beef for season one. It focuses so much on her, it slows the series down. And it, it... no, I, I'm good. Like, if they felt the reason just to get her out of the box and she never showed back up, maybe she's going to go fight Trigon again. Oh, I don't know. Keep him at bay. Or I don't know. Figure it out. I'm good with her never being there. She goes Troy. to go to space with Superman. and she's in Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, damn, I can't think of the character uh, or the Simpsons. Uh, the dog. Uh, Poochie. Uh, yeah, Poochie. <laughs> he returns to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but even Donna Troy, which I enjoyed her time on there, I, I don't... It, if the sacrifice is her to get Raven off of this, I'm cool with it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take because the sacrifice. Firstly, Donna Troy died stupidly. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, and, and then the last thing is, do you want to talk about how season three is answering the fans' calls of, how come Beast Boy can only turn into one animal? Technically two now. Did you see the scene they slipped in there to try to explain that? And he's like, oh, just believe in yourself. You can do any animal you want. And he's like, it's not that easy. Get the fuck out of here. It's because they haven't fucking modeled another fucking animal for you to fucking turn into. That's why. And they should have done that fucking in pre-production. It would have taken two months. You get like a series of ten animals. They get a fucking modeled and had animated for you. 
because they don't he doesn't really do all that much shit <laughs> like, he's a tiger yeah. and then they cut away and that's it <laughs> look if the effing ben 10 live action can have seven aliens in that effing movie you're telling me we can't get green animals in a produced funded budgeted series like you don't have to do it every episode they're not fighting everybody anybody every episode so yeah. every three episodes you can do animals and just go bananas and no pun intended on that it is just almost it, when i saw the scene i was like i see what you try to do there does not we do not give a shit we want a beast boy that can turn into more than one freaking animal and make that happen and also like i said why call him beast boy he should be tiger boy yeah he should be tiger boy because only there is a tiger and a snake once. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, oh, man. I, I get it. I get it. It's like you said before. Just because you write something to explain something doesn't mean it's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fans are mad. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't explained. No, there's an explanation for it. He just, doesn't, he just can't. He, <laughs> like, no. Right. <laughs> he has a mental block. He can't, he can't figure out how to morph his body into other animals. <laughs> And I knew they were going to do this because they did this at the end of the season any, of season two anyway, but they just totally like lost over the fact that Beast Boy is a murderer. <laughs> mm-hmm. That he, there's not many other green tigers in the world that, and they got him on tape murdering a, a, a group of innocent people that he was attacking the, the, the um, theme park at the end of the, yeah, of the yeah. season. And like at the end, they're all clapping for like him and Superboy, even though like, what the fuck? It was like, and then Dick Grayson goes to jail as Dick Grayson and broke yeah, out. Yeah. No one's going to talk about that. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Or, or, like you said, they like Superboy murdered cops. But I love in season three, they tried to be like, him. he's the hero of the cops. Like, they make yeah. like, hey, forget about that, what happened back in the day, guys. Like, I literally <laughs> new like, money. attacked a whole bunch of cops. And, like, <laughs> as Superboy, with the same shit I'm wearing right now. <laughs> And y'all gonna high five me? Next? No, it's like we got new money. Forget all that ever happened. We got HBO Max money. Now. That's when you know you got white privilege right there. Where you can attack cops, and then the very next day they're like, "Hey, that's our boy over there." Because yeah, yeah. if you Superboy with black, <laughs> they would have had kryptonite bullets in every fucking precinct from here to fucking yeah. Michigan or some shit. I'm surprised that the, the, the S on the Superman didn't turn blue. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been like, "Back to blue, guys. Don't get me. It's my bad. <laughs> my bad." Um, any closing notes on Titans season three, first three episodes? I know we had hit up on a lot on the spoiler portion of this. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to watch this show, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, like, they, you know, uh, give me, you know, uh, are able to, um, renew my faith in the show, I guess. Is mm-hmm. the thing. Hopefully, they, they give me something that I can say, okay, this is why I watched this show, and I'm glad I did it. Now, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I have hope that it will happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, again, I, I, I'm like you. At the end, it, it trended up for me. I like the way they're headed with this. I do enjoy where they positioned us. The only fear I have is that they're going to get back into that Raven stuff, and I, I don't want to hear none of that. But <laughs> like so- I said, I like what it, And then I guess the other one, too, is that that opening scene, like Nightwing finally felt like Nightwing to a great yeah. degree compared to any other point. Like, even that, like, hey, big guy, like it felt closer. It wasn't quite there yet, but it felt closer. Where I was like, he okay. did make a quip. He did make one. Yeah, quip. like, are they evolving <laughs> him to get closer to? Because even I told when I was watching it, I was watching it with my wife, and I was like, oh man, like they're probably gonna have him just 
be stone face beating people up. And I'm like, Nightwing, Nightwing makes quips and jokes and he talks smack. And then you're like, you know, when he's about to get serious. So I want to say that was awesome, but something that Nightwing totally would not do when he found the drug dealer in Jason's little drug house and he broke his arm. I was like, Nightwing would never do that, but that was fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool, crack, and it's awesome. <laughs> I agree 100%. Uh, but I think that is it for us here. I know I was going to call it a quick hit, but it's 40 something minutes into it. So this wasn't that quick at all. But we had a lot of stuff for you to get off our chest, especially it was three episodes, guys. This wasn't just a one episode we had to analyze, it was three. We combined it to one big review. So Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and continue watching and listening. Uh, Remember, again, to like, subscribe, follow us, comment below. If you all comment, we will read your comments on the show. I do another show, uh, the Gladiator Cypher podcast, the music show. People comment on it all the time, and we read it. And it forces more people to want to comment because they want to hear their comments read out loud. But also, us clown you or give respect to your comments. So please comment below. (laughs) I did get a couple of offers for people wanting to come on and argue with us about our worst superhero list. Especially people's biggest up the uptick was on the Blade Trinity and Steel matchup, but <laughs> I'll save that for the N Word for Nerd podcast. We'll fully talk about that about that. But other than that, guys, I really appreciate you guys listening, watching, and spending your time here with us because we enjoy doing this. Um, Duke of all nerds, any closing words? Be kind, be considerate, and tip your service twenty percent. We will see you all next.